Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, friends and fans, and welcome to Beyond the Gate Radio. This is our Sunday, February 21st, 2016 edition, and we are in our sixth year of the show. Yay! Woohoo! Yay! Yay. I am your host, David Baker, and the young lady you just heard is my co host, Sherelle Baker. How are you doing, young lady? I'm doing great. Great to be back on the air and excited today for our guests to come. And how are you doing today? Excellent. And the reason why I'm doing excellent is because no matter how my day is going, if I choose to be excellent, I will be excellent no matter what. That's the way I, I know. That's the way I like to look at things. You know, it's, it's just the only way. You know, we all have problems here on earth, whatever, and you deal with it. But, you know, I want to stay afloat in the excellent zone. So that's what I try to do. Anyway, tonight's show is What Happens When Your Pet Dies. On tonight's show, Animal Planets TV celebrity psychic medium, Barbara Mackey, will co-host with co-host Sherelle Baker, my wife, whom you just heard from, and I will be discussing the topic of what happens when your beloved pet passes away. To many, our pet is our child, companion, or family member. So do animals possess a soul? Do they visit us after their passing? Where do they go? Uh... Those and other questions will be answered on tonight's show to the best of our ability. We don't profess to know everything, but we can speak of what we know from research, other people's stories, and our experience. So our, our guest tonight, Barbara Mackey, has been a guest on our show previously a few times, and I've also been a guest on her show a few times. Anyway... Barbara Mackey is a renowned psychic radio host and television personality in the USA, Europe, and Canada. Her clients emanate from every walk of life, professionals, government officials, stars and celebrities, and everyday people. Police departments from all over the United States have sought out Barbara for her help in missing persons and homicide cases, including the Jennifer Palmer case in Toms River, New Jersey. Barbara Mackey has been working on radio for 20 years as a guest host for 94.3 The Point. The Odies, 100.1 WJRZ, 105.1 The Buzz, New York City, WOR Radio, New York City, WNEW 102.7, New York City. She's been host of her own talk show, Visions. Uh, Also, she's been on 1160 AM, WOBM, and resident psychic for the Sean and Sue Breakfast Morning Show, 92.7 FM, WOBM, guest host for 94.3 
The Point, The Oldies, 100.1, WJRZ, 105.1. Like, wow. And additionally... <laughs> that uh, is a lot. I didn't realize she was on all those shows. She's I'm not really going to read her old bio just a little bit more. Okay. Have to give credit where credit is due because she's amazing. Uh, she's also been on Comcast Psychic on CNH Real Life with Mary Amoroso for five years. Barbara has also been on Unsolved Mysteries, Court TV, Hollywood at Large, and the Catherine Cryer Show, as well as being on an invitation list of a variety of colleges, organizations, metaphysical societies, and Barnes & Noble bookstores as a motivational speaker. Barbara encourages and demonstrates how to discover, increase, and utilize individual psychic potential. Additionally, as I mentioned, Barbara has been a featured psychic on TV's Animal Planet for four seasons. For more information or to contact Barbara, please visit her website at www.barbaramackey.com. And I have a link posted on the radio show page here on the bottom. And so there we have it. I mean, you know, Sherelle... People have asked me over the years since I'm also a psychic medium, researcher, have a website, author, and all this other good stuff. So I've been doing it for a long time. And yes, I've I've seen uh, animals come through during readings, you know, unexpectedly. When I do a reading, I'm not asking for anybody. All I'm doing is looking to see what the sitter has around them, whoever comes through. Right. And occasionally I'll get an animal. Remember that show we did at the Expo in San Francisco a few years back, maybe 2008 or somewhere around there, 2006, I'm not sure, when we were doing it with Valerie and Kathleen Peterson? Yes, I do. I That's the first time I ever got an animal in a reading. I heard this audible sound of a barking, but, you know, it's in your head, you know, it's not physical sound. And it's, I just heard the barking, and it came from my left, and I looked over, and I can see a clairvoyant vision of a little black dog barking. Oh, I remember that one. Yes. Yeah. I remember that. So at the uh, end of the show, when the audience was leaving, I went over to there, and there was three ladies and I asked the ladies if anybody had a dog first and the two of the ladies that were together said no and they left and the other lady said said she didn't have a dog but her sister did and I said did the dog pass away because I was seeing you know like uh, if you're looking at your computer screen and a little video pops up for example and you can see like uh Somebody's videotaping a little dog in the yard by a fence barking in color and HD right. and all that. That's yes. exactly what and I was hearing it too. <laughs> so uh, the language of the soul, of the spirit, you know, somehow gets translated to understanding. I guess if you project a thought or feeling or words or whatever, it gets translated to your mind to what you understand so if I was speaking to somebody from Russia, and I don't speak Russian, in spirit, they were speaking to me in their native Russian, 
it would be translated to my language and back and forth. So if an animal is trying to give me a message, it gets translated to I can understand it, you know, in my native English. And the dog was telling me what his name was, and uh, it showed me it dug a hole. The dog was like six months old. It dug a hole under the fence, and it ran on the street and got hit by a car immediately. It just took off and ran across the sidewalk between two cars, and the, and the car was coming, and it ran it over, and it died. And the dog was t- uh, showing me and telling me all this. And I was talking to this lady, little by little, the information. She kept saying, yes, yes, yes. And she said, well, my dog, my uh, sister had a dog that just passed away with, uh, see, I think it was called Barky or something. I don't remember. Digger. Digger. I think it was yeah, called Digger. I just yeah. don't remember the readings that I do, but, yeah, something like that. And she said, yes, that was his name because he liked to dig holes. And I described it and everything, and she said, yes. And... <laughs> Uh, she said, yeah, that was my sister's dog, and that's what you just told me is exactly what happened. And I told her also the dog was saying that uh, not long after that happened for a little while, you know, when she was grieving, on her sitting on the side of her bed crying, the dog came on the bed, and also in the kitchen the dog came around the area where the bulls were and rubbed on her legs, and, you know, she could feel it. You know, my heart just, because we've had pets before that we've lost too. Anyway, and, and so that's why I told her that the dog said, and she she confirmed it. She said, my sister confided in me and told me that, yes, that's what happened. You know, now I've had stories about horses coming through and readings and parrots. Right. and horses. I remember you know, the horse one. <laughs> yeah, all kinds of things. But anyway, if you haven't experienced uh, would you go ahead and please share it while I get a hold of our wonderful guest? Absolutely. I um, I remember the I had a dog, actually two experiences. One of my first dogs was Gypsy, and we did everything together. And and I've always wanted to know how she was because I was told that she was given to a great home. And then later on, years later, as I become an adult, I was told that, you know, she actually was given to the pound. And I was sad for such a long time on that. And I always wanted to hear from her, but I never got a chance to hear from her. But um, so that was something that I was interested in, you know, getting a message from her you know, I, she's just, she was just such a great dog, such a great dog. Um, the other animal that, um, that I lost not too long ago was, um, great cat, um, called her, um, ragamuffin. And that was definitely my cat. She even ate, um, martini olives, she loved them, so it was just, you know, she was just kind of a crazy cat. But I did, I was asleep one night, and I remember during the day I was thinking about her and was hoping that she was well because she was such, you know, a great cat. And she, there was an instant when I was sleeping that I felt like a cat had jumped on the bed. 
and I it was so distinct even though she was an outdoor cat, that she actually jumped on the bed. And I know that that was her. And it was just her letting me know that she was okay and, you know, she's no longer in pain. And um, she, you know, had a great life with us. So I I miss her. That definitely was my baby. And um, luckily someone that I worked with was nice enough to give me another cat that was that's a great cat so I'm developing a bond with him and you know you don't really think about it a lot except for you know you just go through your everyday normal things but there are babies there are pets and they comfort us and you know talk to us when they're hungry and all of those things so when we have the since we have the new um, cats in the house they run around sometimes and look like they see something. So I just automatically assume that that is my gray cat. That was the ragamuffin that's coming in the house and, you know, checking things out. So that's my experience. That's my experience. I'm excited when uh, Barbara Mackey comes on to, you know, we have a few callers on the line. I know they'll be interested to find out information about their love, their loved pets, and are more than just animals. They're our family, and they take the time to comfort us. They know when we needed to be comforted. I have a coworker who's who came and stayed with us um, overnight one time, and I went to get her dog up to have her dog go out to the bathroom, and her dog refused to go to the bathroom, refused to leave his mommy's side. So, I mean, those things, you know, it's just enduring to us and um, let us know that these are our families. These are definitely our families. So, well, let's hold on one second and see if we can get a hold of Barbara Mackey. So, everyone, hold on. Yeah, she just finished the show, her show, and uh, I can't get her on Skype because uh, she's... Barbara Mackey. Hi, Barbara. This is uh, David and Sherelle Baker, Beyond the Gate Radio. Hi, honey. I'm so sorry. I I was running late and I just got home. Oh, that's quite all right. That's, that's okay. Um, were you supposed to call me on Skype or what? Uh, yes, I tried, but it said busy. Would you like me to retry? I have no problem with that because we're, tell- we're, t- we're talking about uh, animal stories right now. Oh, okay. Um, am I clear enough for the telephone? Oh, absolutely crystal clear. Okay, then we'll just do the telephone. Um, so who are you talking to now? Uh, Sherelle and I just told a couple of, of stories about what happens, well, what happened to a couple of our pets when they passed away and when they came back. Oh, okay. Uh, when are we on the air? Uh, pardon me? Are we on oh. the air now? Yes, we are, Barbara. We're oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, yeah, I, I missed the first part. So, you, what were you talking about? Well, we didn't get into the uh, pet have a soul, what happens when it dies, okay, uh, and things of that nature. And then we didn't really get into that yet. We were kind of waiting for you to discuss that. And then. I told the story of uh, the first reading that I ever had. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, where a pet came in, for, you know, several years ago when I was doing readings, the first one, the pet that ever came in, it was so crystal clear and everything. So I, I told that, and then Sherelle told a story about her beloved pet that passed away and the experience after that, and then one of her cats. Aww. So actually several of our cats, but uh, yeah, you know they're they're like family. You know we don't have children. Our cats are our children. You know. Exactly. I mean, now, do do animals possess a soul? I believe they do. Absolutely. Um, I'll tell you a story about Mercedes. I've I've been married. I have three older children. They're grown now. Three boys. And they always wanted animals, but, of course, nobody wanted to take care of them. And I was the one that ended up doing all the work. You know, they wanted um, sheep dogs, and uh, I had a poodle. I had a lasso-opso. This was all at the same time. I also had um, a cat named Felicia. So I, it was a, like a menagerie, and with the three boys running around, it was like a crazy house. But I was very uh, attached to the animals, and they were attached to me. And um matter of fact, I, I, I posted a, a photo on um, Facebook of Chuchi, the Lasso Opso, and Felicia. They were really madly in love. You know, they loved each other, the dog and the cat. But um, I didn't have animals when I was single, never had animals. And then about eight years ago, Something told me very loudly, I believe it was Mercedes uh, calling me for me to come and get her. And this never happened to me, and I did it so fast. I heard a voice inside my head say, get a cat, get a cat. And I wasn't really a cat person. Uh, I usually like dogs. And cats I was a little skittish of because when I was a child, I had a cat named Pinky Blue that I named her Pinky Blue. And she scratched my eyelid. Her claw went into my eyelid. And I was kind of skittish with cats after that. So um, we had a, an adoption uh, place right up the street from me. And I ran over there. And there were the older cats in the front that they didn't want to get rid of and nobody wanted. But they let them live there until they, until they passed. And in the back, there was all these cages that they were runaways and uh, they were homeless cats. So I looked in every one of the, the little cages, and as I was coming to the very end, I saw Mercedes' face, and she had these green eyes, but they were sort of crossed in a way, and she was a calico, which I really like calicos. And uh, they had a name on the top, and it said Cherokee. I said, well, why is this cat named Cherokee? Well, we found her on Cherokee Drive. I said, well, let the cat out. So um, they they let her out, and she went to play with the other cats, and they hissed at her, and she was sort of, you know, reticent, and she was scared, like a little scaredy cat. And I, I called her, and she came to me three times. And I thought, gee, you know, it's like a little dog. And then they went to put her back in the cage, and she jumped out and walked out with me. Can you imagine? So... As I was walking out wow. the door, this little cat was, like, trailing me, you know, and she was going to go home with me. I said, this is a sign. So it didn't occur to me at that time that the cat was calling me. But this was like no other feeling that I ever felt. It was like love at first sight. And yeah. I'm not a love at first sight kind of gal. Like, even the relationships I've ever had in my life, I was kind of 
very cool to warm up to, to people. The men in my life took me a while. But this is instantaneous love. So I thought, this is so strange, and I didn't analyze it at first. So um, I had to adopt her, and they, they did the operation, uh, what do they call it, stay? They stayed her? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And uh, they did a real butcher job on her, and she was sick when I brought her home. I had to take her to the doctor, and she was infected, and she had all kinds of health problems. I must have spent a couple thousand dollars on her. And I named her Mercedes after my mother's middle name. So when she was very sickly, she used to lie in bed with me, and I would look at her. And they say if a cat lays on their back, they're exposing themselves, they're opening themselves up to you, they trust you. And she just lied on her back, and she's probably like two years old. She's about 10 years old now. And I just looked at her, and the tears came down out of my eyes. And I just felt this deep love that I never felt. And I, I just, I said, what am I, like, losing it? I mean, for this cat. So when I kept taking her for all her little sicknesses, they got you know, and they put a picture up there. And... Uh, that said to me, um, when do you think her birthday is? I said, I have no idea because she's a stray, you know. So he looked at her teeth. He said, I think she's about two years old. I'm going to put a date down here for her. I think this might be around the time she was born. He put August the 5th. Wow. And I looked, I said, August the 5th? Well, that was my boyfriend's birthday that died. Wow. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, I think that when you're reincarnated, you can come back as an animal. You know, being in the metaphysical business for years, so to speak, anything is possible. <laughs> anything yeah. is possible. Yeah, because I felt this instant love. And the tears were coming down my eyes like I felt such an attachment. And it was like this this connection. And when he said, I'll put down August the 5th, I was like, oh, my God, that was Frank's birthday. Why August the 5th? And sometimes the way the cat looks at me so lovingly, and when I'm getting dressed, she looks me up and down. <laughs> God be him then. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, oh my God! The Buddhist belief in uh, their re- reincarnation is different than other reincarnation beliefs. Like a lot of mediums believe that you know you'll come back later as another person or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and but the Buddhists believe that you can come back after you left as a human. If you were good, you come back as a flower or an animal or something like that. You know. Uh, and I don't know everything, so that's entirely possible. None of us on Earth knows all the answers, so that's entirely and uh, definitely possible. And especially, you know, the love and the the timing and everything. It's I believe in synchronicity. I don't believe in coincidences. So there has to be something to that. Yeah, I, I'm telling you. And then I went on a vacation, like a Salem, with my friend. It was shortly after that. Um, maybe after I had her for about a month or two, and I didn't want to leave her because I was so attached to her, I actually took her picture with me and put it next to my bed. <laughs> That's cute. I must be cracking up. 
And then I would call my son and say, how's Mercedes? Mom, he goes, Mom, you're crazy with this cat, you know? And then um, when I got home, uh, it was raining cats and dogs, and it was real cold, and I had my pajamas on. And, you know, she was a stray, and the door was open, and I didn't expect her to run out, and she ran out in the cold in the rain. And I ran after her in my bare feet, and I was screaming, Mercedes, come back, come back. Well, as it turned out, she was trying to get back into the house, and every time I would try to get her, she was right by the window. I tried to get her through the window. She she would run away. She was out of the house for 12 hours. I was hysterical, crying over this cat. So finally, she was in the backyard of another person where I lived, and um, I had to give her a tranquilizer in her food, excuse me, to knock her out. We put a blanket over and we got in the house, and she. I looked at her, and I shook my finger to her, to ever do that again. She ran upstairs under the bed. The next day, she had, like, a little hangover, you know. So I think it was about a week after that, I opened the door, and she looked at the door, and I said, okay, that's it. Go. Just get out. I'm not going through this again. She looked at me. She looked at the door. She ran upstairs, and she hid under the bed. <laughs> She understands everything I say to her. She she says, Ma, I told her how to say Ma. She, I mean, she comes up in the morning and she goes, Ma, Ma. I go, I'm not getting up yet. I'm going night-night. Please get out of here. Then she'll go out and she'll, she'll sit by the end of the hallway and Ma, Ma. And then she'll do that until I get up. And I go, okay, I'm getting up. And she'll wait for me to get up. You know, it's like... She's like a, a watchdog. Someone, you know, comes near the house. She runs to the window to see who it is, you know, and she runs to the door. But it's like she's like a person, and I feel this this connection with her. And there's some people that, you know, she avoids because I do my readings in the house. And, um, you know, some people she just won't go near. She'll just go in the bedroom. But usually she likes many, many people. She'll even lay on her back, you know. But um, I do believe that people come back as pets. Absolutely, I do believe it, and I believe they have a soul, most definitely. Yeah, because uh, if they didn't have a soul, you wouldn't have any afterlife experiences. There'd just be nothing. So exactly. I believe every living thing and plant has a soul of some sort. Now, before I ask you about uh, if you have experienced or what do you think about pets coming to visit you after they pass away. What you just said brought up another question in my mind. So do you think that you and most of us have, like, a psychic connection with our cat? Oh, like yeah. You can tell Definitely. what they want at a particular time. Like, I want a treat. You know, or sometimes my cat would stare at me, and I said, I asked Terrell, what's, my, what's Squeaky, one of her cats, what's Squeaky staring at me for? And she says... He's hypnotizing me, so I'll be able to go get his treat and give it to him. <laughs> but I mean, you know, is it? This, but we have to have a psychic connection, though, right? Yes, yes, it definitely is a psychic connection. Like if I'm driving home late at night, and I'm maybe uh, three or four blocks away from the house, and and they tested this scientists that they know the animals know when you're in the area, and they'll come to the front door, and I'll say out loud. Uh, Mercedes, mommy's on her way home. You better be by the front door. When you know it, she's sitting by the front door. So there's that psychic 
connection for sure. And if I'm not feeling well, she leaves me alone. She just sits by me and stares at me to make, she gets worried sometimes. Like, are you going to make it? Who's going to feed me? I'd like to know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Who's going to feed her? (laughs) Are you leaving this earth plane? Because I don't know who's going to take care of me. You better get better. You know, she stares at me. But I know exactly what she's thinking. And then sometimes uh, she'll go to go to the bathroom and I haven't cleaned her, you know, litter box. And she looks at me and I go, yes, I'm cleaning it. Okay. So she walks away. She watches me clean. I go, you can go in now. And she goes in. I swear to God. It's like a relationship that is like, I I never had a relationship like this with a pet. I mean, I've had pets before. I felt very close to my poodle. His name is Louis. I called him Louis. And I wrote a story about him. And he was always looking for the love of his life. He impregnated all the dogs in the neighborhood. I had to go to court. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Um, he jumped on someone's uh, fence and he impregnated a poodle off the street. And uh, she came over to my house ringing the bell and she said, your dog raped my dog. And if if, if, the, if he doesn't have papers, I'm going to have to get them aborted. It's crazy. So I said, Lewis, come over here. And he came over and I looked at him and I said, did you do that? He didn't say anything, of course. And I looked at her and I said, he said he didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> And she said, I'll see you in court. Well, I did go to court, and I had his papers, and um, everybody started laughing in the courtroom because I was telling the story. And um, she had, you know, uh, babies, but they were they were fine breed because I, I did pay a lot for that dog. At that time, people were not adopting animals. Like now, I would never pay for an animal. I, w- I would adopt everyone to adopt them, you know, Yeah. Yeah, All we yeah. do is have rescue animals ourselves, too. I mean, you know, in the past I have, too, but for the last two decades, as Sherelle and I have been together, every animal we've had has been a rescue animal, you know, and they they make the sweetest pets. Oh, my God. And then Lewis, I'd have to bail him out of the old jail. You know, they pick him up on the street because I'd ride around at night trying to get, get him home because he'd jump the fence, and uh, he'd be at the... Um, with a uh, dog pound, and I'd have to pay like $25 fine to get him out, and I'd walk in there and go, yeah, Louie's in the back, number two, Paige. His <laughs> usual cell. What? <laughs> yes. And I'd walk back to him, he'd be like a hound dog, looking down, and I'd go, Louis, and he'd look at me and start screaming, Ma, 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 I like you saying, Ma. I said, wait till I get you in the car. So then he'd look at me, and then we'd get in the car, and I, he'd be, like, huddled in the back because I tried to swing in the back to smack him, you know. I'd be, don't make me pick you up, and he'd blink, you know, like a kid would blink, you know. And i go, don't make me pick you up in the middle of the night again. And then he'd run in the house, but I was so close to that dog, you know. But I was always up to get him down, picking him up. And he was impregnating every everybody that he could see, all the females. And he gave all the kids in in the um, neighborhood a sex education. And they were screaming. They were pounding on the door. Mrs. Mackey, Lewis is stuck. Lewis is stuck. I was like, oh, God, in heaven. But, you know, I loved the animals so much. And I also had um, a sheepdog that thought I was his girlfriend. Now, this can happen with male dogs. You know that, right? They get oh, very, yeah. very close to the females. And they think they own you. 
like he used to growl at my husband, get away. You know, this is my woman. I was like, okay, enough of this. We got to get rid of this dog. So we found a place to put him on a farm with another sheep dog. And as we were pulling away, he was screaming to get out because he was looking at me like I was his, the love of his life. And that's, that's that's why I like, I prefer female animals myself, you know, um, because sometimes the males get very attached to you in a way that they see you as their one and only, you know what I'm saying? So um, why my cat squeaky is bugging me like 10 times a day, you know, (laughs) is it a male or female male? Oh. He's all black. He has little white, got little white feet, and half his face is white and half is black. And he always has this mischievous look on his face. But that's he's, cute. he's that's cute. That's so cute. <laughs> that's so cute. Well, you know, um, Mercedes uh, has a boyfriend. <clears throat> he's a little tuxedo cat, like the black and white, like yours. Yeah. And he comes by the back door, same time every night. And in the beginning, she was, like, hissing, throwing herself, you know, uh, against the glass, like, get out of here. And then finally she got used to him. Then he sort of got lost. He didn't come around. And she'd be by the window looking for him, That you know, pining for him. Yeah. And I knew what she was thinking. And then she'd look at me, and I'd say, honey, I think he's got another girlfriend. I don't think, I don't think he's coming around. You can't trust these guys. And she'd look at me, and then she'd look out the window longingly, you know, to see him. Oh, cute. You know, they understand. They're very, very smart. They do. You know, they're just like us. I mean, we're all together in a group, and they know everything that we know that's going on, except our intelligence is different because we're a different type of animal, so to speak. But it doesn't mean that they're dumb. They're intelligent, too. It's just they look at things Differently than us, but they do understand on the same level. You know, I think so. they, they work from a gut level because a couple of people that have come to my house don't really love animals, and she knew it, and she just jumped off. She's got these things, these window seats that I put in every window so she can look out, and she just get off and, you know, walk in the bedroom. And I had this guy painting my bedroom once. And uh, she hid because he was crazy. He was up there cursing under his breath because he was painting the walls red, and it was very hard to cover it, and he was having a hard time, and she got really, like, upset. She was like, I'm getting out of here. So she hid in the in the, um, the room where I kept the washing machine. She wouldn't come out until he left. But they, they go by instincts and their feelings, you know? Yeah, and that's all psychic stuff. Now, I exactly. just wanted- to say this before I ask you the next thing and that's you know everybody uh, is psychic to a degree you know and animals too even mm-hmm. though it may lay dormant or unused in some people but we all get intuition gut instinct or whatever and so you know my sister psychic medium but even though she doesn't do it she's mainly a healer but uh, I had a, a uh, I'm going to say a couple things leading up to something else. I had a, a blue parakeet when I was about nine or so, and I was living with some friends for the summer with that bird, and a bird passed away. I, uh, the bird was a blue parakeet. I named it Twinkle. I cried when he passed away and buried it on the beach. Well, 
I think about two years ago, my sister and I were talking, and she was doing the healing or doing something, and she asked me if I had, uh, if I knew, if I ever had a blue parakeet. You know, she was only like six at the time, and we weren't together for that year. And mm-hmm. I said, yeah. And she said, do you recognize the name Twinkle? And I said, yeah. And she said, well, you know, he's saying hello to you. And I said, oh, my God, this is, you know, like I was nine in 1959, so I was yeah. 50, right? And my sister was six. I mean, how did she know that? How, well, where did that come from? And then secondly, yeah. mm-hmm. she had, she's always, most of us in the family have had cats, and we've also had dogs and parrots and all that stuff. But my sister was sitting in the parking lot at lunch one time. She had many cats pass. She felt a cat when she was sitting in her car, relaxing, jump on her lap, she says. She says she couldn't see the cat, could actually feel the cat like a real cat. She pet it. She couldn't see it. That experience mm-hmm. lasted for a little while. Well, Cheryl and I were living in another house before we bought this house. And uh, a cat of mine that I loved that passed away when I moved, I put his picture in a box. I found it one day, and I put it up on a wall. That night, uh, Sherelle was asleep, and I was starting to fall asleep. I felt a cat jump on my bed and walk and sit down next to me, and that was it. I didn't tell the wife. I forgot to tell her, Sherelle, mm-hmm. that next night uh, I was asleep first, and she was asleep later. And then the next day she tells me, hey, I felt a cat jump on her bed, walk over and sit down between us. But there's no cat there. And then I told her my experience the previous night. So now I want to ask you, okay, you see where I'm going? Yeah. What do you think about afterlife experiences? You know, do everybody or a lot of people, is it common? You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's, yes, there is these experiences that you have that they come back with uh, humans and animals. Definitely. Um I know we're talking about animals, um, but I'll tell you something about this guy, Frank, that I was living with and he died. Um, I had a premonition about his death and he died. And I tried to warn him to come home and he didn't. So that's another story. But we had a collection of um, music boxes that he bought for me. And they were in a glass um, cabinet. So nobody could really get into them. And they all played a different tune. So past, I was very distraught because I saw it happening before it happened. And I was a real mess. And I woke up one night and I heard all the music boxes. Oh, he often talks about if anything happened to me, I'll, I'll come back and you'll know it. Okay. So I heard all the music boxes playing at the same time. And I got out of bed. And, you know, you sometimes you forget someone's dead when you wake up. Yes. You, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I just ran downstairs and I go, Frank, are you home? And all the music boxes were playing at the same time, different song. Nobody could have gotten in there because it had a glass, you know, uh, door on it. It's funny you should say that because a few years ago in my office in here where I do the shows from and readings and everything else, I had a music box in here, which is no longer in here, but it, it didn't work. And I was sitting in here doing something, and on my it was my dad, deceased dad's birthday, and that darn thing came on and started playing, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. And then immediately I got a vision of my father 
smiling at me and laughing and stuff. And I said, okay. So, you know, you're not the only one that music box experienced, but yours is really uh, amazing. Like all of them, and they're all locked. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. come on, people. People or animals and spirit can manipulate energy and do things like that, which is totally amazing. Yeah, because we're energy. And and when I look in this other place, before the place I'm living in now, I, I had a um, bedroom upstairs, and <clears throat> Mercedes would look out the, towards the door like somebody was there. It was, it was kind of creepy, but yet I'd watch her, and she'd look at this, this person. And I thought, well, there must be someone there. I'm not afraid, you know, it's not going to hurt me. But she kept looking, looking. So then my son came over one night with his girlfriend, and I was watching television. They came upstairs and talked to me. And my son, he's psychic, said, Mom, did you see that black black cloud of smoke, you know, in the air? I said, no. And Mercedes was looking at it, too. So it was some kind of energy in the house. You know, something was in the house. Could have been spirit, you know, could, but it was like black smoke. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I have. And, you know, animals are great detectors uh, of those things. Like, you know, Egyptians use cats as protection for some reason or another, but I have cats in the house. I'm sitting there, and suddenly my cats are up and they're staring at something. Yep. Then I can feel an energy in the house. And I said, all right, my cats are good detectors. <laughs> all right, yeah. They're on it. Cats, They're on dogs, it. Dogs, doesn't matter, you know. They're, mm-hmm. they're not dogs. taught to not trust it. They don't know. They just trust it, you know. Unlike yeah, people. and, I, you know, I didn't really experience that much with my dogs. But this cat is so psychic. Like, she does that. She'll... She'll stand up on the couch and look straight out like she sees something. And I just watch her. And I'm thinking, honey, you're on it. Go get them. They should be more afraid of you, you know, than me. Because if it's a bad energy, you're going to get them, you know. But, um, yeah, and I, and I, when I do readings, the animals always come through, the ones that have passed. And people say, how did you get that name? I go, well, animals are people, too. That's right. That's they're, really they're people too. They're part of your lives and yes. your, your heart and your soul and your spirit. And you're connected, you know. So, Barbara, do you mind if we take a call or two see if somebody has yeah, go a, ahead. a question or an experience to tell us about or oh. whatever? I'll leave that mm-hmm. up to my switchboard operator. Okay. Ooh, that's me. That's me. <laughs> okay. Okay, hold on one second. Area code seven seven four. You're on the air beyond the gate radio. Hello. Hello. Oh, it sounds like they're just listening. That's all right. Hello? They're welcome to uh, call. Oh, oh, hello. Hello. Yeah, hi. That's you. Oh, hi. Hey, hi. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, welcome to Beyond the Gate. Did you have a question or anything? Yeah, I had a question. Uh, this is, I actually just typed it in the chat room, but this is my que- uh, question. Let's say, uh, you know, how people worship deities and things like that and Buddha, etc., etc. Now, in the cat kingdom, do they have their own type of deity? I mean, I've I seen it at one time where 
some people believe that it was uh, an ancient race of aliens that had left, you know, cats, obviously not domesticated, but sort of as a gift for us. And, and I've never been able to find anything on it since then. So, I mean, if I can worship well, who they worship, I should have a better relationship with my cat, right? I mean, well. Uh, I think the Egyptians worshipped the cat. They yes. thought it was a deity of sorts. The Egyptian culture. Yeah, did they, you know that? They worship cats. And it's, yeah, they it's did. A lot of their uh, work you can see in the pyramids and temples and so forth. But, mm-hmm. but animals per se aren't on the same uh, grounds as human beings. Animals are like plants, you know, you just come into existence and you know whomever you might be related to so forth and so on, but they have absolutely uh, a different intellect than we do and they have no, they're more survival and we're learning and growing and communicating differently and animals do not really worship any deity, so to speak. And as uh, far as, I don't mean to be politically correct, but as far as being mm-hmm. a Buddhist, uh, people that practice Buddhism uh, do not worship Buddha or anything like that. They just believe in this belief system. But, you know, like other religions or whatever, they're pretty much uh, man-made religions uh, from a form of some belief system. They uh, made it organized so it would better help them understand and feel better, you know, and not, so there's different religions and people that do or don't believe, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter because um, so so the animals, they don't have anything like we do, you know, like if we go to church or we believe in God or something like that. They know of a higher consciousness, but they don't like a human worship it, but they are. Okay, okay, right. I understand. Okay, I think they are connected to that. Okay. They're connected mm-hmm. to a higher being, though, if that's what you mean. So if you can well, look I think at worship that, might have been step. a bad, might have been a bad word. Worship might have been an accurate word. I'm just saying in in references to like energy, you know, because they're energy and word yeah. energy and things like that. So it, at the end, when a word when a rubber meets the road, I mean, does it just come down to they're just all part of source energy? Because you know, I, I'm very familiar with these uh, energy things. Uh, so it just seems like there's someone higher above them in, in, in the animal kingdom which I don't know a whole lot about. I'm, I'm looking into that yeah, now. Yeah, I but agree with that. I agree. We just, all just have somebody we look up know? to. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right about mm-hmm. that, though. You know, you, you didn't yeah. know. You weren't sure, you know, if they did or didn't worship, but they can feel like we can, like when we go into a deep meditative state or sometimes just sure. a certain feeling that there's somebody else there that loves us, that created us, you know what I mean, that mm-hmm. we can look up to. And, yeah, you're right. Uh, exactly. Apart from them not specifically looking at it the way humans do. Yes, they do feel that. Yes, they know that. And yes, they do love them, the creator. So I'd say you're yeah. right about yeah. that. It's just a little differently than us. Does that make sense? Okay. It does. But I didn't really understand <laughs> this question. I could barely hear him. I thought he said who worshipped what animals. And that's not what he said? Well, he wanted to know uh, if the animals worship somebody like we do, basically. I really, you know, I don't know the answer to that. All I know is that I think that my cat worships me. But you know what? He, that's a very good question, a very compelling question. Because, you know, I could be wrong. I don't know everything. But that's the feeling that I've gotten over time 
that they, we all, including them, recognize somebody, but they may not like worship them like us because their intellect and mission uh, is different. All they do is survive and eat and this and that, mm-hmm. and that's it. But we have to, you know, we think differently, we live differently, and and we think differently. So, therefore, you know, we think different. The, the cats and dogs and so forth, they don't ponder when did the universe begin and, uh, you know, what type of how many atoms are in an apple versus an orange, and they don't care, you know what I mean, but we do, so naturally, we would you know formate something or somebody to believe in to worship to, but the animals they just don't, but they do recognize and feel and sense a creator, and when they cross over, they know that light is creation and love, and that there's others of their kind and relatives there, so no. does that help? I, yeah, it it does. It clears things up. I I guess the only problem is is our ego. So thank you for taking my question. Well, thank you for calling. I, I love the question <laughs> and have a good night, sir. You too. You know, I was just thinking about um, I see like YouTube's uh, something on Facebook where a soldier dies and and their dog lies there with them for days. Oh yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Doesn't it break your heart? It breaks my heart. Man, I stopped looking at those. I've seen a few of them, and, and uh, my, I, I said, you know what? I don't want to cry. I'm going to move on. I I know it. I believe it, and it's really one of the most heartbreaking things. I've always worried about what happens if I have my animals here, and I go on a vacation, and I die in a car accident, you know, heaven forbid, and they never see me again. They wonder what happened to me. That would break my heart. If I'm yeah. a ghost and I say, hey, I'm still here, you know, <laughs> I mean, no. Well, but they would know because they're psychic. They would know you're there. Yeah. For sure, because they're actually more psychic than people at times, believe it or not. But, you know, they worship us. I believe that they get to a love relationship with us so deep that they just stare at you sometimes like, I love you. I love you so much. You could sense it. I could feel it. Uh, the love that exudes from my cat, she looks at me, and then I say, what is it? You want to come by mommy? And she comes over to me. You know, I mean, it's like an understanding. And she waits by by the door, and she looks out the window for me. You know, it's like I'm her life right now, you know? And I thought that was the question he asked, if animals, you know, um, well, I thought that he asked what cultures um, idolize or a deity for an animal. Like in Hindu, they they honor the cows. Yes, yes, he did. Right. You know, you're not supposed to. But I just feel like when I do um, television, I did The Haunted, I was doing readings on horses, and I was doing their medical background because I was picking up what was wrong with them medically, and it was so right on. And the, the traumas they went through before they came to this farm. So they stored in their DNA too, because I'm a DNA reader. And I believe that um, that's what I am, because your DNA stores all the bad, the good, the indifferent, everything you like. For instance, um, I might bring up a name that was something to you when you were a child. And people say, well, why do you bring that up? I say, because everything that you've experienced in life is in your DNA, it's stored there. Or the what is it called the Akashi records or something like that? Yes. Yeah. And um, 
they they don't understand. They're like, oh, oh, I'll say to them, did you experience a house burning down? Well, when I was two years old, my grandmother's house burned down. But they were young, but they still experienced it, you know, and it's, it's in their DNA. So I believe that the cats carry the DNA around and all the animals, um, they don't forget either, like the elephants. That's they right. don't forget when someone does something to them. They seem like they're mild-mannered, but you don't want to get them steamed up, you know? I don't. I don't want to ruin a village. But, you know, uh, really, you know? <laughs> That's right. Everything that you do think or say is constantly recorded. You know, I think the government's watching you. God is watching you, too. I mean, you know, everything we do think or say is recorded, and they get stored in our Akashic records. And yes. that's it, you know. That's mm-hmm. why you can go back to past lives because it's a forever thing. It's a consistent cycle. Now, mm-hmm. Barbara, uh, I want to ask you something about our cats, or Sherelle did, but uh, the show will stop being live in like seven minutes, but we can still talk for a couple minutes after in the recording for mm-hmm. our stuff. But for the guest stuff, would you mind, uh, is there another, somebody else that you want to bring in on the switchboard, Sherelle? before we get to the yes. end of the subject? Okay. Yes, we have uh, one more person on the switchboard. Let's bring them in. Uh, area code 402. Hello, area code 402. You're on the air. Hi. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I haven't gotten to hear the whole show, but I, you know, I'm real interested in this topic. I'm an animal person. <laughs> um, okay, great. Well, the good news I, uh, is... Our show will be archived, and you can, after it plays, you can listen to the whole thing again. Having said that, right. go ahead and uh, tell us what you want us to hear. Well, I just, uh, you know, I had a story about my cat, you know, with uh, when my son died. Um, she would go into his bedroom, and, you know, she's the kind of cat that keeps to herself. You know, she'll come... She doesn't like you to pick her up, or but she'll come to you and get on your lap. But you can't make her do it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But she would she stretched her neck up trying to look on his bed, you know, for Aww. him, and she could see yeah. him. And then she sniffed the ground. You know how cats like to sit up high, right? Um, mm-hmm. They like to be up on top of things. They usually don't lay in the middle of the floor. Right. Well, she sniffed where his body was. His body laid when he died. It was on the floor. And she curled in a circle. She just curled up and laid right there in that spot. And Aww. I'm telling you, my heart ripped because I knew it's she a... missed him. You know? Aww. You yeah. know, because she, that's not where she would normally go, you know, but she trotted in there looking for him, you know, and then just curled on the floor. But my Aww. dog was only one home when he was killed. And um, so I know that he saw, you know, what happened. And I didn't know if you guys ever, um, you know, could read for the dog, you know, to see if he 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 since passed. Oh, how did he act after your son was killed? Yeah, he was poisoned, and I wasn't home when he was dying. Your son? My dog was poisoned after my son was killed. 
The dog was poisoned? Oh, my, my dog, goodness. yes. Oh, no. Yeah, and I wasn't home, and, um, yeah, pretty traumatic. But I wondered if you could pick up my dog and what he saw and, you know. Oh, my God. Um, well, your dog was in the house when it happened to your son, correct? Right. He's the only one that was there. Yeah, I think he was absolutely traumatized by it. After that, um, this is what I'm getting psychically with him, that he had some kind of health problems that went undetected. How long thereafter was he poisoned? Um, a few years. Okay. But did you notice his health went to decline? Did you About notice his health wasn't as good? Um, I can't hear her. He had a couple of cysts, but I had them checked. I mean, he was just at the vet. There was nothing wrong with him. He was poisoned. The vet no, told I me feel like his, his uh, emotional health oh, and yeah. physical health wasn't, wasn't as good as it was. There was something sure. that um, he was traumatized, and he wasn't yeah. the same. Do you feel he wasn't the same? Killers locked him in the door in the bathroom. And it was yeah. a solid wood door. He had clawed. You know, he tried to claw out to get to my son. And, you know, he had blood on the back of him. So I know that was from my son, you know, holding him or touching yeah. him, you know. But I, I and I yeah. was, no, I was, he was home. Yeah, he was traumatized. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was never the same after that. And um, it affected him profoundly. You know that? Who the heck did you ever find out who poisoned him? Oh, yeah, I think I know who it was because um, there was a, a neighbor who had access to the house, and I caught him trying to kill his own dog. So, you know, later this that neighbor's in prison. He's in oh, prison for goodness. he's a pedophile as it is. So um, now, did did your son suffer a violent death? Is that what is that what was going on? Yes. Yes. That's what I, I was getting, a violent death there. And was your dog uh, a medium to large-sized dog? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I get that, that both are in spirit and are, are fine right now. The dog and your son are both united, and they're, they don't want to talk about, you know, I, I just was showing that, okay. but they don't want to... They do not want to go over and over that. They said that's done. You know, okay. their time was up and they're there, but they love you. They're happy and they're fine. And don't worry about then. Worry about now. In the future, you will be reunited. And they have visited you is what I'm getting. You have some type of experience with both of them. You have had that. And uh, well, you know, they are fine. Actually... Not long after my dog was killed, you know, I was home here, and since my son's murder, I've had a lot of vandalism and stuff, you know, but, and all of a sudden, I heard this horrible thud against my back patio, like a body falling against it, you know, it was so hard. Yes. The patio doors, it woke me up, and 
I, you know, startled. And so I got up to start to come down the stairs, and I heard my dog, you know, barking, this alarm barking at the back door, you know, to scare off or whatever, whoever was out there. And all of a sudden I took a sigh of relief, you know, thinking, oh, thank God, you know, Buddy's there. That was my dog's, my son's dog's name. And then I, I'm halfway down the stairs, and I realized that Buddy had died. You know, wait, Buddy's already gone. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I don't yes, know if you, you he heard was the barking. There. I, it was him. Yeah, I heard him. He was there yeah. to protect me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Definitely. shocked. Yeah. But it was him, you know, and he gave that huge Mastiff German Shepherd bark, you know. What do you think, Barbara? Do you think that uh, in a case like hers, that this, if somebody was trying to jiggle the door to get in, and uh, that the dog in spirit would come to protect definitely, her? Definitely, definitely. I I I would bet my life on that, and you know, I, they would come back to help you in some way. Yes, if you have that connection yeah. with that animal, it's a connection even after death. And actually, yeah. I had a a border collie that literally helped me raise my kids. I was a single mom, and I had her 18 years. And um, after my son died, she came to my daughter in a dream, and it was so real and came to comfort her about mm-hmm. her brother's passing, you know. And yeah. my daughter even remembered, you know, the collar with the, you know, missing beads on it and stuff, and you know, so I never thought my border collie was a dog. Anyway, I figured she was an angel because I never had a leash on her. I could have been in the middle of the interstate, you know, and she'd never leave mm-hmm. my side. You know, she was an yeah. incredible person. Yeah, I know. But, I I feel that they're people. I feel I feel like they're people. You know, I. I Oh, I know it sounds sure. crazy to some people, but I, I feel like it's unconditional love, no agenda whatsoever. You know, right. just love me. Just love me. Right. You know? Yeah. That's the beautiful thing I, about animals. It oh, really it is. Sure. That yep. shocked me. I never had anything like that happen, you know, and I heard, you know, Buddy barking real loud, you know, at the back door where I heard the mm-hmm. thud. And, you know, I felt this sense of, you know, a little bit of peace, you know, as I'm walking, oh, good, Buddy's there, you know. But then halfway down, I realized Buddy already died, you know, wait, you know. So it shocked me, even though, um, you know, I've, I've got some spiritual gifts. I'm not, I'm not, alien. it's not alien to me, any type of paranormal or any activities, spiritual activity. I mean, I'm used to it. Um, all my life, you know, but I've never, never heard that before, but that was really cool. No, it can happen. Uh, Like I said, animals are people too. Uh, You missed the beginning of the show when I said my boyfriend passed away and he bought me a collection of music boxes. They were in a case and uh, I woke up in the middle of the night and I ran down the steps because I forgot he was dead. I thought he was home. You know, that feeling that you said about Buddy. And all the music right. boxes were going at the same time, and nobody could have wound those music boxes up. So I thought Frank was yeah. home, but he was dead. So it was that same experience. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. My uh, my uh, mother passed, and 
it's going to be a year. And I'm just now starting to, you know, I don't know, I guess, re- realize it. But I mm-hmm. still go to callers so many times during the day. Of you course. Know, it just doesn't well, if quit. I, I may but. mention this, that our cat Blackie, the last of our outdoor cats, because the two we have are indoor cats now, we find ourselves looking out the window or the screen door for our cat, but the cat's not here anymore. And mm-hmm. we, uh, a few days after, for a few days, I heard a meow, and I asked Cheryl if she heard her, and she didn't hear it, you know, a couple times. And then just right. the other day, she was talking about our other cat that passed away, <laughs> Ragamuffin. And we were both sitting out on the deck, you know, out the screen door, just out our dining room on the back deck. And when she mentioned that, we both heard an audible meow, you know, and it wasn't like the oh, two yeah? cats we have. So I immediately I went in the house, and I had to go across the house, and our two cats that we have were dead asleep. Uh-huh. And we both heard that, and we know yeah. that Sherelle almost had tears in her eyes saying, that's Ragamuffin coming back to say hi to us. So that, you know, <laughs> yeah. That's from, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only other time I heard anything like that, and that when you hear them, clear audience, you know, are you, that's clear audience, right? When you yeah. hear, um, but when you I, when you hear it, you can't tell that it's not the same as anything else. It sounds exactly the same. Mm-hmm. I, mean, that's I right. was in okay. my, I was in my house here, and all of a sudden, I hear this horse. Winnie, you know, Winnie, out, outside my dining room window. And I mean, so loud and so clear that I literally went outside, walked around, and I was looking for the horse, you know, and there was none around, but I thought in my heart, I thought my horse must have died. You know, one the uh, horse that I raised from a baby, and had had to lease out, you know, because I couldn't afford to keep her. Um, I thought that's what I thought was that was my horse, you know, maybe coming back. That she yeah, had trying died. to make a connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Was when they pass, they you know come by and do that. Like uh, when my, for example, when my dad passed. I talked to, and all my relatives say they all had a light bulb blow out at 10.20 in the morning, the same time my dad passed, all of them. And, and, right. Uh, or right. something with an animal or a person. You know, uh, when they, even if you hadn't seen your horse for years, when they passed, they remember you, and they're, you know, uh, that's it. That's probably the time of the horse's crossing, too, by the way. that's What do you think, Barbara? Am I yeah, right? definitely. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, it took me many years to to find her, and I finally did, and I remember, you know, I ran up to her, and I just dropped to my knees, you know, and grabbed her front leg, you know, just hugging it, and I was just sobbing, you know, and she just kind of looked at me, you know. I could tell she was mad at me, you know, that she, she was like, like why where did you give me been? away? She was huh? mad. She was annoyed. Yeah, she yeah, like, why know. did you give me away? Right, yeah. right. They yeah. don't understand, but they felt it. <laughs> yeah, I could tell she was upset with me, you know. You know, kind of like snubbing me. Didn't really 
Yeah, exactly. You know, but I mean, I I was mm-hmm. crying my eyes out, and I just, you know, um, I was so happy to see her, and I'm hoping she understands now. And the, uh, my other one was stolen, and I don't even know if she's alive yet, still or not. But you know, you know they, another interesting they, story about pets. I I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was doing a group reading one night. I remember, we did that film that first different group reading, Sherelle. Anyway, yes, I did many, but uh, I think it was about 25 people that night, small group, and I was doing readings for everybody, and I got hits on everything. But when I there was a, a Oriental couple there, or a lady rather, I did a reading on her, and her parents came through and this and that. She yes, 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 and I asked her, well, can you validate this? She said yes. But she was, you know, like not excited or anything. Then a dog came through. Oh boy! It, it was tails wagging and this and that and all that. And <laughs> so after the reading, I asked the lady, "Well, how come you're, you know, I mean, you know, the parents?" <laughs> and she said, "I didn't want to hear from the parents. I just wanted to hear from the dog." And That's so right. the dog <laughs> came through. I, she, she was really happy about that. She didn't care about that. She wanted to hear from the dog. Uh, both mm-hmm. the people and another person. Uh, I had uh, at an expo. I did a reading where a lady had race horses. I had no idea, and I told her about. It, and she said, "Yes, she raced horses in the Black Stale in the first pass." And I saw it, but this one was the first time a horse actually came through. See, I got a vision of race horses in that first reading, but the second reading where a horse came through. This horse actually came in the room, and I have it on tape. People were laughing and all. I said, I never had a horse walking on a reading like that, and it's big. And the lady validated, and she said, that's what she that's what she was waiting for was that horse. Uh, you know what I mean? It was amazing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I had a reading the other night, now that I'm thinking about it, because I read thousands of people like you have, and I don't keep a diary. I should have kept a diary from day one. On, on the readings, but her pet came through, and she said, on the way over here, I said to my mother um, that passed, you know, if my pet comes through that just died, I'll know it's a sign from you, Ma. Uh-huh. And I'm talking, and the name of the pet came through. I think it was Max. So I said, who's Max? She goes, that's my dog. Oh, I know my mother's around because I said, you know, if, if Max comes through, my, I know that you're around me, you know. Not that her, her mother's name, but the dog's name. <laughs> I was like, okay, you know. But the animals very often come through the readings. They want to be known. And people say, well, why is my dog coming through? Why is my cat? They're happy about it, but they're like, wow, you know. I go, well, they love you. They, they want to say hello. You know, they do miss you. So they do come through for readings. It's really sweet. I love it when the animals you, do come through and make make themselves known. Yeah. You said you were trying to connect with my horse, Bonnie. Did you were you able to connect with her? Did she do you think that was her that was winning or did she understand or forgive me? Oh, you mean me? No, yeah. no, no. You're no, David was saying she, he was doing readings for people in a group, and and the horse came in. Is that what you're saying? No, no, earlier before he was explaining that you. When I said she was annoyed. To... Yeah. Well, what yeah. I said was, the horse came through to say goodbye to you uh, when the okay. horse was passing, 
And that was oh, okay. Uh, and I said she was. was uh, that was a different. That was a different. No, it wasn't. It's the horse that was annoyed that you gave her away. She was annoyed. Right. Yeah. That's the one though that came that Winnie that I heard the Winnie when she passed away. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. Yeah. Well, she was okay after that. I think she was okay after that. But um, yeah, they have I feelings. They remember. Oh God, I know. I know. They absolutely remember. And they're smart. As I said, you know, um, my Mercedes ran out once, and I told her if she ever did it again, she could just keep going. And uh, even now when I open the door and she sees Uh me coming up the the walkway, she runs away from the door like, I better get away from the door. Mommy's going to yell. You know, like she keeps an eye on me like, you see, I'm being good. I'm being good. Oh, they're smart. They know. They are. Well, in wrapping this up, because we're running out of time, uh, the animals do, despite what happened, when they cross over, they get they can look back from their perspective, which is where they came from, and know the bigger picture that we all come to Earth to learn, grow, evolve, and spiritually progress. That's why pets choose us. Pretty much we don't choose them. They and do so, choose us. Your horse knows the situation and forgives you and loves you, and you will be reunited with the horse in the future. So don't worry about how the, the horse loves you, okay? The horse is already right. forgiven you, and everything's going to be okay. So hopefully that, that you know helps you a little bit. And thank yeah, you for calling Beyond does. the Gate. We really enjoyed you know your experiences. Thank you. Well, thank you for allowing me to share with you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, bye. Have a good bye night. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for calling. Well, that's what our show is about, you know. It hopefully it can help somebody in some way, perhaps have another show again like this. What prompted me to do that is I've seen on Facebook in the last couple of years a lot of people's, you know, uh, mourning over the, the pets, and we've had them ourselves too, so I said, you know what, I have to do a show about this. I have to do a show about that. And so, yeah. Just off subject, just a little bit before we close the show, Barbara, what do you think this? I told you, you know, I've seen it for years and in the readings, and I hate to predict that, but, you know, a lot of people, celebrities, family members, seem to choose, when they choose to go, it's either on or around their birthday and anniversary, and a lot of them are around Christmas or New Year's, just before or just after, you know, more during that time of year than the rest of the year. What do you think about that? Well, since my mother died like a couple days before Christmas and my boyfriend died the same day, different year, I'm well acquainted with people dying by around Christmas. And um, to be truthful with you, I, I don't have a clue. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I think it's, you know, when you, you know how you, Say you're going to go out and do something, climb a mountain or something. I say, I'm only going to go up to 5,000 feet, and that's it, period. Mm-hmm. And that's as far as you make it, you're done. You know what I mean? So maybe that's it. I'm only going to live to 86 here on Earth. Or, you know, when I pass away, I, you know, I just want to do one last Christmas and I'm done, or something like that. Or maybe I'll go after Christmas so. People won't, you know, mourn because now that Christmas is ruined. Or maybe I'll go just before Christmas so they'll remember me more. 
That's I, I'm I'm guessing that it's just by a choice. I think. I don't know because I don't want to ever go. I want to stay here forever. So I'm not just supposed to laugh. I'm I not, like that. I'm not I making, am laughing. <laughs> I'm not making that choice, honey. I, I'm not making it. I, I'm not going anywhere. And I keep telling, uh, you know, the spirits, the universe, I'm not going anywhere. Don't even think about it, okay? I'm Marvel. staying here. I want to see everything that's going on, you know? I, I don't I don't know why they passed. And did you notice the rash of all these musicians that died in the last month or so? Yeah. Yes. Oh my God! He was frightening. I was like, "Holy tamale! They're all dropping dead." It's 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 an uncanny. It's, it's I guess they just, you know, and you you think about it, you're like, okay, they're gonna have this one heck of a jam session up there. I know, I know, but I mean, it's like I, I don't think I've ever experienced it. Usually, it's one or two. Uh, they say you there's three. You they die in threes. But this is like ten people. Within two weeks, and, and actors, you know, and musicians, maybe musicians, and uh, I, I don't know. It was weird, very weird to me. But I, I, I don't know. I can't figure it out. So I don't even want to say I know. You know, there's a lot of things I still don't know. All I know is that I can do the work, and that's all I know. When people come to me, I'm satisfied with knowing that I can do the work. As far as knowing what happens to us after we we leave this earth, some people say, oh, well, you go to school, and then you you, you go to class, and I'm like, what? You know, I, I can't even say those things. They can't even come out of my mouth because I don't know what you do. You know, I think your energy, because I still can get in contact with you, and you, and you can come through me to get messages, so I believe it's energy that we're we're dealing with here. And sometimes people do see the spirit. I personally have never seen the spirit. I hear it and I sense it. But I didn't want to be like my mentors that actually saw them. Because I said, God, don't give me that gift. Because if I see them, I will freak out. I'll probably have a heart attack and die on the spot. So don't give me that gift. Give me another gift. And I'm glad I don't have it because I don't really want to be seeing them walking around the house. But I can feel it, and when I read for somebody in a channel, I can describe what they look like. So what about you, David? Can you actually see them? Yeah. No, I'm not as clear sentient as you are, but um, I can see them like, um, uh, huh. if you're in the same room, with, you know, like Ghost Whisperer, how she sees the spirits. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, that's how I see them and hear them and everything. Uh, mostly when I see... I see ghosts, and I also see crossover spirits. When I see crossover spirits, uh, most of the time, they're in like a green grass park with trees around it, the settings. And I uh, sometimes I'm just curious, you know, what's going on there. You know, oh, I got a nice house, and I'm doing what I, I want to do. Somebody is helping people, somebody's having fun, somebody else is smoking cigarettes because, oh, I enjoyed it, I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Free will in, in life and free will and after death, that's what they're doing. And believe it or not, suicides do not go to hell because I've had, uh, okay, let me just, of all the ones I've had, let me give you one example. I did a four-hour reading or less for a family, and a suicide came through, but the people above my head were all standing up and this person came from a little room from the left below them and he was in the process of healing to get into where he was going to join them 
but he was okay too. You see what I mean? Uh, I've never heard uh, anything bad, seen anything evil, anything dark. Anybody that that has to has to work, do what they choose, they want to do, and if they want to don't want to come back here to grow faster, they grow slower and stay there. It's all their choice, but as all being happiness, and yes, I've described. Uh, okay, I say I okay. I tell a person, this gentleman here is wearing looks like a World War II uniform with medals on it, and he said he's your grandfather Jake. Yeah, my grandfather Jake was in World War II, and uh, you know I said was well, looks like an old army uniform. Yes, he was in the army, and what he did was he wasn't in combat. He he had like chocolate, milk, and coffee, and this and that, and he would bring it around, and she, yeah, that's just what he'd, you know what I mean? So that's right. what I see and get, you know, but I actually see it, and because and if somebody, I said, if somebody have a birthday, and because I'm seeing a, a a birthday, a white birthday cake with red roses on it, and she said, well, that's my mother's birthday, and she loved red roses, you know, and it's today, like, oh my God, so that's how I get it. Besides thoughts, I get thoughts. I don't get feelings as much. You know, the feelings, I get the thoughts, and I get the... Uh, I can well, see well when I on. say I see it, I see it like a motion picture. I don't actually... It's not physical that I see it like it's next to me, but I, I when I read, I, people say I have a tendency to look up to the left, and I go, and I concentrate, and I see it like in a motion picture. Yeah, Is that what so you mean? Yeah, you have clairvoyance too, also. But you know, now some mediums can't see crossed over spirits. I've been told that they can only see ghosts, and some mediums can see crossed over spirits but can't see ghosts. But I, 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 I kind of beg to differ that you can develop that way. But I can see both ghosts and crossed over spirits because I went to an old folks' home. Not only did I name all the spirits, but I was able to get rid of well, only three of them. And then I had one I came here, had a conversation with, and I got rid of it, and that's a, another story. But, yeah, I, I've always, since I, I can remember, uh, I've always seen ghosts and spirits all my life. <laughs> so. Yeah, and, and I've been with people that say, did you see that person, Barbara? I go, where? We'll walk right past you. I go, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, did not see that person, you know. I was oblivious, but um, other things have happened, you know, like when I um, – go into do investigations with ghosts, I bring them home. And I really don't like that. And I don't see it. My boyfriend saw it. He saw these green lights and green sparkles in the air. Wow. The house. And he goes, what is that? And I go, I don't see it. He goes, it's standing right next to you. It's all green lights and everything, sparkles. I said, I I don't even see it. But he saw it. And he, you know, so... uh, yeah, you have to uh, set the intention when you go to a haunted place, you know, say a prayer, showing yourself a white light, and uh, tell the spirits there, I'm coming here for communication only. You cannot overshadow me or get into my, you know, body or whatever. You know, that's what you choose, of course. And you cannot do this or that. And then when I leave, you must stay here. And then uh, you have pretty much 99.9% chance that nothing will follow you home. Yeah, they yeah. attach themselves to you. Yeah, yeah I know, yeah. I know. And I'm a great one for that where they say, oh, I, you know, I can stay with her. And sometimes I get very sick after doing that. I get headaches, severe headaches, and I feel like I have to throw up. And I have to go to bed. 
So um, it, it, it can be hazardous to your health. People don't realize it. You well, know? yeah, it could really drain you. Just being a medium or psychic can drain you. Now, mm-hmm. I, I know this is, has happened to you, okay? You mm-hmm. saw somebody standing there, and you were walking, and then you uh, looked at them because it was just a little odd, and you looked away, then you looked back, and they weren't there, and they couldn't have. How could they have disappeared? You know, you could have run that fast. I mean, that's happened to you, right? Mm-hmm. You, that's when you saw a ghost, like uh, out in the street, across the street on the sidewalk or somewhere in the house or something like that, and you saw a person. You'd look away for a second, look back, and they're gone. Like, where did they go? I know that's happened to you. I can see it more than one time. That's happened to me, but but what also happens is that people always want me to do exorcisms, and I used to do them in the beginning, but I didn't do them anymore, you know, to get the ghosts out of the house. And um, I'm actually talking to them, you know, I have to hear them talk back to me. But, you know, it's really, that kind of work is really iffy. And now I don't do it so much anymore because it really makes me terribly sick. It so, does, and it's dangerous. And Yeah, let the other people take care of that. You know, they, they want to do that, go ahead, I'll work with the living, you know. Well, they, the living that come in here anyway have people attached to them anyway. Well, you know, uh, I've gotten rid of spirits, and I did this and that, and I've done healing and whatever. But somebody said, well, I got this demon in my house or whatever. Can you get rid of it for me? And I said, I could, no. but that's not my calling. I I refuse to do it because mm-hmm. I don't have the training. To, and, and if you don't follow through all the way, then you can be affected. I refer them to somebody that does it, yep. you know. I'm a medium, but I can't do everything that, you know, there's different kinds of medium for different stuff. So you know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I I used to do that for the TV show, and uh, it was a real deal, you know, and uh, I really got very sick afterwards. The energy was really bad. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not going to indulge in this anymore because you can't pay me enough to feel this way. I was just watching Animal Planet the other day, and I saw you on the show, and I said, "Oh look, Barbara's going to be on the show." And you know, so we were, we were, we uh, leaned forward to, at the TV set to look closer at you to see what you're doing. And you know, wow, you know, you're good. And what was, uh, we're, one was it? Do you remember? Uh, you know, I don't remember. We record them because we love to watch them. And then you're on. You know, we saw you on like quite a few shows. Oh my God, you know, and. Other shows on TV I've seen you before on two besides that one, and so you're quite famous. But you know you wouldn't be there if you weren't good. And I've you know been on your show and we've done readings together, and you are one of the best psychic mediums that I know of to tell you the truth. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, I know people like Lisa Williams and Psychic Twins and uh, you know Ali Cheslick and you know a lot of other cool people. But I, I name you in the top ten, seriously, of the top psychic mediums that I know. Wow, thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. But, you know, people know me, but I don't even know who they are. They all oh, you really know who you are. And I'm, always, I'm so like, uh, what's the word, um, so uninvolved. <laughs> Is that the word? I'm like in another world. Don't you know that people know you? I um, no, not really. This is funny, David. <clears throat> I I go to the Wawa. Do you have a Wawa by you, or the Seven Elevens, or what do you have? Yeah, we don't have Wawa in our in our neighborhood, our area, but we have some Seven Elevens, for example. Okay. Yes. 
So I pull in one night with my girlfriend, and there's these two men standing outside, and they're smoking cigarettes, and they look like god-awful. They look like they're homeless people. Like, they, the, the, poor, the poor people, they look like something out of Charles Dickens, you know, like really bad shape. And I, I looked, and I said to my friend, oh, my God, these poor guys, they look like hell. So um, I'm walking in, and the guy says, hey, hold on for a minute. I think he's going to ask me for money, which I always give them money, you know. So I go, yeah. And he goes, aren't you Barbara Mackie? <laughs> wow. And I, I was like, yeah. He goes, I saw you on television. I'm a big fan of yours. I wanted to laugh hysterically. So oh I get in there by, by the water. I come out. I go, bye, guys. Love seeing you, Barb. Barb. Now I'm Barb. I get in the car. I tell my friend. She goes, there's your fan base. <laughs> I mean, if they saw it, then you just, God knows how many other people saw it, you know. And you know a lot of people did. Otherwise, you wouldn't be on year after year after year, you know. Yeah, it, and not only that, but I get letters from Australia and Sweden and, you know, cause it's, it plays all over the place. And I just did a commercial for Samsung, and um, they came to my house. It was like a big movie production. But when she said, there's your fan base, I started laughing. Because these guys look like they were sleeping in the street. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I said, where do they even be at this television? I'd like to know these guys, you know? But um, it was funny. It was really funny. Hey, Barb, where are you watching you on TV? Where are your peeps? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, oh, my God, man. And as far as, you know, giving people that need money, money, uh, if you can, when you can, I read something about from a, a spiritual sage yeah. that a question came about, well, why should I give a buck to somebody putting their hand out on the corner? I always and, give it to them. And you know what the person said? What? You know, you think, well, why don't you get a job or why are you begging for money or this and that? You know, the person said, you can't know their path or their situation. Exactly. Whether it's genuine or not, the I don't fact care. is you, that they are out there. That means they have yeah. the need. So there's nothing wrong with helping them, right or wrong. Right. I don't think there's any right, right or wrong. I've never refused anyone. Yeah. You know, I look at them and and I and I smile and I go, yeah, sure. And this guy, matter of fact, I was walking to shop right the other night, and this guy comes up to me and goes, um, I'd like to borrow some money. And I look at it and I go, yeah, okay. So he says, don't, don't stand near the street. And he says, I might be arrested for panhandling. So I said, that's okay. I said, Would you, do you need a drink? He goes, no, it's not for that. I swear. I go, I don't care. I don't care. I said, here, here's some money. Oh, thanks. Thanks. God bless you, you know. And um, I, I would never turn anybody away. I don't, I don't, no, I don't look down on them or anything. That's so funny you say that. Because uh, just before you... you got into the story. Yeah. I, you know, I don't I don't know where this stuff comes you know, my wife says, Where do you get that stuff that comes in your head? Well I was seeing a guy holding up a cardboard sign that says, Well work for a beer before you start, you know, you got That's into the story. Funny. That's funny. Like telepathically you were you were knowing the guy needed a drink? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. happens with Sherelle and I all the time we finish each other's sentences or even now think about this. A word you know, that you have to uh, 
well, a word that I would never use. We use a certain word for something all the time. Yeah. And this other word that's in the dictionary, you know, is also the same, means the same thing, but it's a different word. One day we both said the damn same word at the same time, and we had never done it. So you tell me if that's a coincidence or what, you know. No, it's, it's many tele- examples. You're telepathic with each other. That's what happens, you know. But um, I feel good when I give them money. I, I, do, I, too. I do, too. You know why? Because uh, you you have the ability to help somebody out, and, and why not, you know? I mean, exactly. I was homeless over 40 years ago. I lost everything in my book, The Spirit Garden Reading Journey. I tell, I almost jumped off a bridge. But a spiritual vision, I think, was my guide, saved me from it. That's why I'm here. And I made it back. But mm-hmm. I, I needed something at one time, too, and it wasn't my fault. I couldn't get work, and I just kept going down. I was living in the park and eating out of trash and stealing stuff out of storage. And I was hoping to either get arrested or just jump off the freeway. Right. But that vision happened to me. And I was asked, well, what do you want? And I looked across the park, and I see people driving cars and walk, going to work. And I, was, and I said, I just want what they want. And things, uh, after like three years of hard labor, I finally made it back. <laughs> but I made it back, and I didn't give up. Mm-hmm. That's why I say never give up. I know. I, 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 I've never, I don't think, been in that position. Um, but... I've been in that position on an emotional level because of things that have happened, you know, um, but not by losing everything. Well, actually, I, yeah, I don't even want to go into it, but I, I've never actually been by the bridge and thought I'm going to jump off the bridge. I'd rather, just, I'd rather just take some pills and put some makeup on and die in bed. What do you think? No, Barbara. You're on the opposite end. There's, there's the, those that were in my spot and those that are in your spot. You see? Yeah, I know. Well, I, have such, I, I have such empathy for people, uh-huh. I, you know, because uh-huh. I know what it is to feel like you're losing your mind. You know what I'm saying? So that's another thing. You can lose your possession, but then you can lose your mind at the same time. So I know what it is to feel that way when people say, I just can't take it anymore, you know? But... um I remember I was in California. You live in California? Yes, in uh, Marin County, just north of San Francisco, by 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, I like California. Um, have you been to New Jersey? New York, but not New Jersey. But oh, God, you don't know what you huh? I know a lot of people from New Jersey. have a lot of friends there. I've been to New York, but not New Jersey. But one day I know I'll be there. Well, New Jersey is a... Is a is a great little, I mean, we'd make fun of it, you know, and uh, the Sopranos and all that other stuff, and there is a lot of that How stuff up fun. in Jersey. It's really haunted, too. There's a How lot of haunted fun. places. Oh, very yeah. haunted, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like California, where California's a different feel, you know. Yeah. Um, th- these are really like Victorian homes here, a lot of Victorian homes. And, uh, of course, New England, you know. But, um, yeah, no, I, I always feel sorry. And, you know, there was a girl I used to read for in, in uh, California, and I didn't really – I'd never met her. She was from Jersey, and she was stranded out there. She needed an operation. She, she was going to be homeless. She was going to sleep in her car. 
And I said to her, you're not going to sleep in your car because they weren't going to help her out there. <laughs> I said, sell everything <laughs> and come back to Jersey. I'll pick you up at the airport and you can stay at my house and I'll help you get on your feet. And my family was like, are you crazy? You don't even know her. She's going to rob you. I go, rob me? What could she take, my soul? What are you, crazy? <laughs> if she can get the, the television on her back, go ahead. I'd like to see that, you know? So right. Something I wanted to tell you about that, Barbara. You see, yeah. uh, in a past life, you've already went through that, so you didn't need to go through it in this life. So you're the giver and not the one that needs. And because of people like you on this earth that give, the people that need, you're, I thank you. Even though you didn't help me directly, I thank you because when when that happened, I went into a church and I was crying and a, the, the priest came up and talked to me and I told him my situation. And some people gave me some money and helped me get an apartment and get a job and all this and all that and get going again. So what I'm saying is you didn't have to be where I was. It doesn't matter. You were where they were and you helped me, but you're helping somebody else that you don't know might have been in, in if they're contemplating suicide or or doing something and you just gave them a few bucks and maybe you made your day and they changed your path. So what I'm saying is, you know, I to be the giver, I can be the loser and you can be the giver and you don't have to be the loser. It doesn't matter. It's the yin and the yang, the light and the dark, the good and the bad. You see what I mean? So Yeah, and I you know you for being who you are. Oh, thank you. And I'll tell you what, if, if I was ever in contact with you, and I knew you at the time, and I would never let you go through that. I'd tell you, get in, in the bedroom here, you know, in my extra bedroom, because I would never let anybody suffer like that, that I came in contact with. And it just so happened that, you know, it was someone I read for. And I got her back here. She slept at my house. Um, I got her a job. I got her an operation, a car some furniture and I got her on her way and sent her on her way and got her built up because I'm not going to be bad to see anybody suffering. And people say, you know, well, what, you don't know this person, you're a stranger. What if they hurt you? I said, it's not going to hurt me. Stop it. Get a hold of yourself, you know? So, um, I think I've done it a couple of other times too, but I don't remember because I, I don't, I don't think anything of it. It's just like, we're here to be our brother's uh, keepers. You know, how could you turn your back on somebody? Right. I agree right. totally. And that's why you're such a beautiful soul. You're a, a beautiful, vibrant, intelligent woman. We love you very much. And we love the work we've seen you do on TV and heard you on the radio and, and, and everything. And, uh, on Facebook and whatever, we're grateful to be friends, and we got to work together some more in the future. Okay, well, that would be great. You know, we love you very much, and thank you so much for being on our show tonight. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks but, both of you. Okay, and kiss your little kitty cats. I uh, sure will. Oh. We will. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Pip. You know, Mr. Right. Pip and Squeaky. And oh, I love Squeaky. Yeah, he's the mischievous one. I he like that. I like meow. that. He's, he doesn't meow. He squeaks. Oh, that's funny. Uh, it's it funny. is. Anyway, God bless. Thank you very much for joining right, you us too. tonight. Thank okay, you so thanks. much, Barbara. Have right. a okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Everybody for listening to Beyond the Gate Radio. I know we went over. I didn't expect this or plan this. Yeah, I'm supposed to be psychic. Right, I know. And so is my wife, too.
And but anyway, the, you know, we warned you when the show was about to go off, so it recorded overtime. So if you listen to the archive, archive, you can uh, hear the show. I'm also going to post it on YouTube. So uh, maybe we have more shows like this coming up. It seems to be pretty good. And we're also going to talk about psychic development and many other wonderful things. So stay tuned for the shows from Beyond the Gate for 2016. And if you like this, please press the follow button so you can be uh, notified whenever we have new shows coming up. Thank you very much, Sherelle, for being the co-host tonight. Thank you, David, for being the host with the most. I know, except I ain't a ghost. <laughs> but that's another story. <laughs> okay, folks, listeners, I'm a Gemini, you know. And then I'll probably get some comments on the next show. And uh also want to, I know it's kind of late in the show. I meant to say it early. Nick French, thank you for being our longest and most faithful fan of the show. Nick French, thank you very much. God bless and good night, everybody. See you next time on Beyond the Gate.